Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast, here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. It's an extra special episode of the Bills and Beers podcast. We just beat the Denver Broncos 26-16, to and live in the flesh are all five members of the Bills and Beers crew. That's right, baby. I didn't have to set up no telephone call. To my immediate right, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here on Instagram. Yeah, uh, live social media feed. Check it out. And the president of the Bills Backers of Chicago, Sujit, is also here. I got my own mic, baby. And in town today, all the way up from Austin Tejas, Jam and Jeff Day is with us. Got to make my annual presence known. And dropping down from Milwaukee today, Buffalo Bill Belcher, also with us today. Put me on mute. Use that hashtag BNBSM to be considered social media listener of the week, and $5 will come your way for a free beer on the Bills and Beers crew. We have a listener of the week today. We're going to have to work out some logistics to figure that one out, but get him his $5, we shall. Subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already, and head on over to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code B and B and get a 100% deposit match. And as always, this podcast is being simulcast on 920WON, the Apple, Buffalo Bills' biggest New York radio station. We beat the Denver Broncos today, ladies and gentlemen, by two scores, 26 to 16. There's not a whole lot left to cover, so let's not waste any more of our listeners' time and get right into it. So yesterday I sent a message to each of the members of the Bills and Beers crew at 6.45 in the morning saying, we're going to win tomorrow. I don't know if it was all the crazy things that our president was saying. I just felt that somehow, some way, our team was going to galvanize around the mood, sweeping the country, that a Sean McDermott team is going to be unlikely to lose two games in a row. I just had a feeling. That's how we get to 8-8. Eight and, eight. and that's how we get to 8-8, eight and, eight and that's how we get to 2-1 and one today. But it wasn't all pretty. We're going to talk about all the wonderful things that happened. But first, got to start with some of the things that didn't go quite so well. Jeff, we're going to start with you. You're Jenny Creamel bummer of today's contest. It was a great game. The team overall played really well, all phases of the game. It was fun to see a convincing win. So uh, for my LVP of today's contest, I'm actually going to choose a player who wasn't on the field. Oh, boy. Okay. And I'm going to choose Marcel Darius. Okay. All right. Low-hanging fruit. Easy call. Right. One of us was going to knock it down. Marcel, who, again, a very talented player, but has now over the past three years shown himself to be, um, you know, incapable of playing 16 games a year, whether it's due to injury or suspension or whatever the cause. Yeah. Showing up late. Showing up late. Um, or not so, showing up at all. <laughs> certainly, I think the question remains coming in, you know, looking forward eight months is whether or not he is a player that McDermott will want on this team. So, Jeez. so anyways, I put him as my LVP because he simply wasn't eligible to play. And as we have said a thousand times on this podcast, you're only as good as you are available. I will like to say, though, touching on the Marcel Darius bit, though, and we'll get others to weigh in here as well. Did he prove his value to the team today? It's an interesting question. The, the run defense still played very well overall. Yes. We were gashed a little bit more up the middle than we have seen. And Simeon had some room up the middle, but generally speaking, yeah. did, we, did we miss him today? Yeah. yeah. We, haven't noted, we haven't said as much 
his name much even in the first two games. Well, here's the thing. He hasn't played much the first two games, right? He plays, what, 25 snaps? Yeah, 16 uh, uh, last 16. game. So even when he's eligible and starting and dressed, he's not playing that many snaps, uh, snaps and our defense has been lights out. And so. it's tough when he's when he's the highest paid player on the team. Yeah, you expect to hear his name more often. Absolutely. Cass, coming to you now. Lots of things to be really happy about, and we're going to get to them, and we're going to spend the most most of this podcast today being happy. But for now, the Jenny Creamel bummer of today's game. So last week I gave it to the entire offensive line, but today I'm going to be more. I'm going to narrow it down for for you, Lars, and give it to Richie Incognito. Um, you know, for a veteran out there, his holding penalties, he caused us what could have been a game-changing drive to go, go back the other direction with his holding penalty. Um, so, Richie, I expect more from you. Um, I am going to give an honorable mention to the CBS broadcast again because, goddamn, they are terrible. At the bar here, they switched it to the, the Patriots game, which is on CBS as well, but you can definitely tell that they get the, like, gold star crew because they go to, like, replays but they then do play and play so you can see the live play while the replay is going yeah we don't get any of that so those are my two so i'm just going to go ahead and piggyback on that on a for a second here because i'm very pleased with the way the team played today and there will be plenty of tyrod taylor hot takes on this episode so rest assured all of you people who think we're just a bunch of haters uh but we were fortunate or unfortunate however you like to say to watch the end of the new england patriots game today so i'm giving my jenny cremail bummer of today's game to bill o'brien uh the head coach of the houston texans buffalo bills right now are still number one in the afc east but we could be number one in the afc east by two games but for some reason, Bill O'Brien thought it was okay to give Tom Brady a five-point margin and more than two minutes to go and two timeouts to play, kick a field goal and see what your defense can do. Well, uh, the Bills have tried that probably mm, a dozen times in the last 15 years. It never works. And then when you do have the ball back, you can't let 11 seconds run off the clock when you still have one timeout in your back pocket. So, Bill O'Brien, I know that you used to coach for the New England Patriots, but you don't anymore. And thanks to you, the Bills are only number one in the AFC East thanks to tiebreakers. We could be two games ahead of those bastards, but instead, winning the division is going to be a little harder than we originally thought. So coming over to you, Suge. I'm going to go, go just for my girl Cassie right here. I'm going to go there. I'm going to it to Jerry it. Hughes. Oh, come on. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I didn't do it. I was so praying. Did you not so, watch the second half of the game I, when Trevor I, Simeon didn't once throw the ball comfortably? Yeah, but I don't think. Yeah, he, he over-pursued like, to it. the back, and oh, then he Hughes just jumped up, Hughes climbed the pocket. running past the quarterback every time. You know, I give credit to the rest of the defensive line that cleaned up for Hughes missing. Now, the one thing I'll give him credit for, he oh. did get double teamed a lot, but... You know, the reason know. the rest of the defensive line was mopping up is because Jerry Hughes was getting to his spot and forcing the quarterback to step up. Never where stop the, Bruce Smith. Yeah, right. oh, 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 that's the standard now. That's the standard by which we're married Never to Jerry Hughes. Never stop Aaron Schobo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Schobo. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. Brought that one out. Yeah, you Brought sure that did that. Right that, that he brought his it. lunch pail to you know, work I, every day. I'm struggling. I am struggling to find a bad player that didn't. Like, you know, make it up. Like, you know, Trey White had a bad first half and then an amazing second half. So I'm really struggling to find don't a... Don't validate a, the pick, man. A, You're fine. Just go with it. Yeah, yeah I know. I know you don't want to. Have the courage of your conviction. I mean, we, we could say that LaShawn McCoy... Can I give to Donald Trump? Um, well, you, you, have, you have to ask... Controversial. You're going to have to ask Cassie for permission on that one. <laughs> um, 
I mean, we could say LaShawn McCoy struggled. He struggled two weeks yeah, in a row. But yeah, how are you going to ever give an LVP to LaShawn McCoy? Well, you got to blame and, it on someone else. And also making, because he made, he made two or three plays at the end of the game. Ooh, how about Rick Dennison's two or three first run, down, run offense? Rick Dennison's run scheme. It's not working. Well, we'll see when we're not playing the two best run defenses in the league. Okay. Can I make a note? The one thing I do love about LaShawn and the reason why you can't give it to him is he plays with so much heart, and you can tell he's pissed, and I feel like all the players – Read off of that and vibe off of that pure emotion that he brings. All right, Bill, rounding it out now before we get into all the wonderful, wonderful things we did today. The Jenny Cremel bummer of today's contest. It kind of pains me to go with this guy, but I got to go with Zay Jones. I like it. uh, You know, I mean, I don't blame him, obviously, for last game, uh, but uh, he had a, a drop in this game and... You know, uh, it's one of those things. Jordan Matthews is out there making catches, and Zay Jones has got to build confidence with his quarterback. He's got to have his quarterback looking his way, and, and you see Tyrod throwing Jordan Matthews' way, uh, and he's coming up and, uh, and making plays. So, Zay Jones, hey, it's time to turn it around, boy, and uh, start being an NFL player. I think that's the one that people don't want to admit that's happening right now, but we're seeing a lot of balls go off Zay Jones's hands. And we did trade up to get the guy. He was one of the most prolific wide receivers in college football history but I agree he's got to turn it around we need more base size on him but it is a good choice for today's game didn't make it himself onto the stat sheet zero catches and you know the first touchdown of the game which which went right through his hands turned out fine of course but could have been a completely game-changing play right the other way and of course he was wide open and Tyrod completely overthrew him. that's Tyrod hot take number one for you listeners at home guess we're going to start with you now I think there's two names that stand out, and we will get to them eventually. I want to see if one of them is your Labatt Blue MVP of today's game. But you got plenty to choose from. A lot of great things happened today. Who you got? I'm going to go with Steven Hauschka. There it is. That's name number one. No, number two, actually. But, yeah, one of the two. Go for it. Scored majority of our points today. What, what else can you say? And and if that was Carpenter back, I, we can't even. No, I'm not even talking about that. Hauschka, love it. Love the confidence. Love how he just boots everything through. Especially minute left to go in the first half. Comes down. We put points on the board. I don't. We all looked around. We're like, I've never seen our team do that. When have we ever done that? So it's really really nice. Yeah, 55 yard. He had 14 points today. Uh, you know, four field goals, two extra points. It was perfect. Had a perfect day. And we didn't feel scared, you know? I mean, it was one of those things where we have these people around that you're always worried that, like, oh, my God, what are they going to do? What's Carpenter going to do this time? I mean, we felt confident about him his first year, but the second year it was just bad. So, But here comes Tyrod Taylor, hot take number two. So if Tyrod Taylor was even remotely okay as a quarterback, we wouldn't have had to have made a 55-53-49 yard field goal for this game to be a game we could win. It's going to be really hard to put a, a bad game on Tyrod today, I think. I think. Especially if you go by the stat line. Especially if you go by the stat line and you go by the fact that he had zero turnovers against one of the best defenses in the league. True, and we said, we, we actually looked around at the end of the game and said, did Tyrod Taylor have a good game today, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, we'll get it. I mean, I think for him, yes. Right, I think for Tyrod, he had a very good game. Um, it, it's just... Our perspective now is so skewed by relative to what the bait, like relative to what he typically does, versus relative to what we should expect out of a starting QB. Yep. But I mean, it's it's interesting, right? Like Simeon, I would say, you know, 
We, we complimented Simeon for a lot of the game, yet at the same time, he threw two awful interceptions. Those were bound to happen, though. That ball you know? was coming out so fast, and yeah. this, is, this is what we don't get with Tyrod. That ball comes out fast that he's made up his mind, and if a defender gets in the lane, we saw, what was it, Humber? Yeah. Had the interception go off his hands. I mean, that's 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 the risk you have with a And that's one. the throw that Tyrod doesn't make. Never. You know? But I will say, I mean, in general, the offense was handed outstanding field position throughout the game. Yep, from and, our great defense. And, and, you know, this game, hey, we beat the Denver Broncos. Terrific win. We're all excited about it. But, you know, if we want to stack wins against the Patriots and the Falcons who are playing next week, we need to score touchdowns. Yeah, those you know? two opportunities we had when we got the ball at the 30-yard line, their 30-yard line, and yep. we first went backwards 10 yards, 14 yards, and came out of field goal range. And the second time, all tried our very best to do the same, but then eventually got a field goal. Those, you know, you play the Patriots, those are two touchdowns. So it's three points after being given the ball in the 30-yard line twice, yeah, right? Three versus yeah. 14 yeah. potential. So, Jeff, who did have a good game today? Who's your the bat blue MVP? So I'm going to let uh, Lars, I think I know who you want to choose. and I'm gonna Go let, for I'm gonna it. Save Go it. for no, no, it. I'm going to save that for you. Um, I want to give my uh, uh, bat blue MVP to Lorenzo Alexander. All right. I, you know, who just uh, has consistently shown – the ability to impact the passing game, yep. the running game, every uh -huh. asset of the game. I think special we, teams, special teams, right? I mean, the guy just is He's juicing for sure. <laughs> yeah, Bill has noticed that there's a few shots of his arms throughout the game where it, it we're a little worried about that four game suspension. Yeah, which those may be are looming. Big um, arms for a, but he, for he, a 53 year old man. He he just as <laughs> he. I think we were all concerned that this would be the year that Lorenzo Alexander comes back to earth. Yep, and all he's done through three games has been a all-star player for our defense. He's a captain. He had a, he got himself another sack today. He was all over the field. Um, you see him constantly. He also got uh, a 15-yard um, uh, unsportsmanlike or whatever it was fr from the Broncos that he was involved in, which is tremendous. Um, you know, those those are plays are big. So Lorax had a great game. Consistent. We've come to expect it. We almost take it for granted, but he had a hell of a game. My Labatt Blue MVP of today's game. I'm actually going to go against the grain, which what Jeff thinks I'm going to say, because we are going to get to this guy. Rest assured, even if even if uh, Suge nor Bill selects him, I will Try make damn sure that we talk about this guy, Sean McDermott, baby. So as as I'm listening, boring. As I, but as I'm listening to Bill or Bill, as I'm listening to Jeff talk here about Lorenzo Alexander, we have right now on defense a patchwork of players that random dudes off the street, guys who weren't here, Lorenzo Alexander, who is old as hell, and we are getting the most out of these guys. There is no confusion. Everybody's lined up right. We've got all the confidence in the world in our defense on third and four that they're going to make a play. We've got rookies stepping up. More on that in a second. And we've got a team that in spite of all the controversy that's gone down this weekend, came out unified today. And you know which team didn't? The Denver Broncos. Their defender, Derek Wolf, had some incendiary things to say. He was very pro-Trump and was very anti-movement. And across the league, you saw a lot of teams come together and use this as an opportunity to exercise unity. And he went out of his way to, to say that this is that he has his own individual thoughts on this. Which we're not going to do. A Everyone is welcome to have. Yeah, right. we're, we're not going to do a podcast on that issue. But I feel like Sean McDermott, and we've had this discussion on the podcast. We're not collecting talent. We're building a team. Sean McDermott is doing one hell of a job of building a team, and it shows most specifically, of course, where his specialty lies on the defensive side of the ball. They play team defense. 
And when you got a guy like Lorenzo Alexander who's going to follow his assignments, stay disciplined, do what he's supposed to, what do you know? Everybody shines, including Lorax, all 53 years old. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's hard to give McDermott credit for Lorax because he finally got healthy and he was great when Rex Ryan. Maybe he's just a really great player. It's incredible that he's done both of these things in a 3-4 and a 4-3 because everyone else on the defense sucked in a 3-4. Lorenzo Alexander came into the league as an offensive guard. Yeah, no, I know. And what? The reason, yeah, he was an offensive lineman. Yes, I didn't know that. Yes, he's and also played tight end. Right, oh and he wanted, God. which, I mean, maybe we should look into, but um, but he, the, what he said when he first started here, he said, I'm finally healthy for the first time in eight years, and that's why I'm playing better. Uh, and so, I don't know, maybe he's just a total stud, and we just, have, like, the rest of the league has missed him. I love him. And I feel like all of last year, that the defense looked like they were chickens with their heads cut off, running around, like throwing hands in the air. Oh, you go over here, you go over here. And this year it's just like there's a calmness, there's a discipline. They're not looking at each other. They know where each person needs to go. They trust each other. You well, know what? With and the exception of one player who we're going to get to in a minute. But it, And it's basically the same player, if not – like more new players so the fact that i feel like there is that unity it's coming from and it's somewhere. a brand new system that yeah. they're installing you know now granted i think the majority of our defense is still better suited for that four three but they are they are looking at each other but they're actually looking at each other and communicating things in a calm way because they know what the other person is going to say it's not it's, it's communication it's not what the hell am i doing so coming to you suge and i guess we'll, we'll save bill for last again here coming to <laughs> bill, you do you want to go first do you, you want to go someone suge because i think i got someone that you're not going to pick I got a couple. Okay. <laughs> I am going to go ahead and go with Tyrod Taylor. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh, then we're going pull, baby. We're then doing we're the pull. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to reinstitute the pull. it up. So Gallop. I'm not saying this guy is a stud. I'm not saying that I am not going to vote in this poll that we should get another quarterback. But he got lambasted last week. Now, I don't think he got lambasted enough. I think too much blame went on our wide receivers last week. And I think that it was complete nonsense that people were not seeing the fact that he can't throw somebody open or he can't throw to people before their break. And that was the same story today. He couldn't, you know, um, what was it, uh, first, first drive of the second half. We saw two classic Tyrod plays. He was indecisive, then went running, and then rather than throwing the ball, he took a two-yard loss running the ball. Um, and then he was on the sideline. And then he almost missed... Charles yeah. Clay with yeah. nobody then, within 50 feet of him And then the, the end next zone. play uh, on the third down, he got sacked because Andre Holmes was in his route about to make a break wide open. And rather than throwing the ball before the receiver makes his break, he has to see them make his break and see the person so open where, first. So where's the butt here? So the butt. What is that butt? It's on a yeah. good transition. And Tyrod Taylor's got a really tiny butt. Though. Yeah. No, um, so the butt here is that he did what it took to win. If he played the way he did last week, we would have lost this game. But they scored eventually. You know, our frustration last week was that every time the defense gives you this opportunity and, 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 and you didn't take advantage, we at least got enough out of him to, to win the game. We're not going to have to win the score 40 points with this defense. We need an offense that can at least score 20 to 25 points. So our... our our defense right now through three games is averaging 12 points a game. Yeah, and that's not sustainable, but at the same time, I think, well, okay, fine, maybe it is, maybe it is, but what I'm saying is that we needed Tyrod Taylor to be at least as good as we know Tyrod Taylor can be, but we need him to be that all the time. We need him to be at least this good all the time. We'll come back to the poll before we do. Bill, your Labatt Blue MVP of today's game, or your three Labatt Blue MVPs, where, wherever you want to take this. 
I know you, I know there was a Geico commercial that you were smitten with earlier, so there was. I'll have to say that one of my Labatt Blue MVPs goes to Lars today for using the word incendiary. Thank you. And I think Sujus had a good one too. Uh, some I was brought to take on my dictionary, so I hope hopefully our listeners have uh, their dictionaries with them. What I say? <laughs> I don't know. Bill went to BC. Okay. No, my Labatt Blue MVP of today's game is the process because yes. folks, y'all must trust it. Hey, and, and speaking of the process, I still don't know who number 44 is, but he might have had the play of the game. Yep. Do you know who number 27 is? Oh, you goddamn right I know who number 27 Tell is. Tell us about that. Because number 27 is, without a doubt, hands down, no questions asked. Reggie Corner. The Labatt Blue <laughs> MVP of today's game. Let's talk about Tredavious White. Let's talk about how two straight defensive possessions were completely upheld and everything the defense did was all credit to Tredavious White. That rookie is having himself a year. Now, granted, he blew two coverages really badly today and made up for one punching the ball out in a very questionable challenge that we got, and nobody's questioning it. Questionable challenge and nobody's questioning yeah. it. It's all good. Tredavious White. Wow. I love this guy. So as we talk about the process, we talk about Sean McDermott. We're talking about 11 guys playing together. If Tredavious White is the cornerstone of this defense moving forward, yeah, cornerstone of this defense moving forward, the Buffalo Bills have a bright future. And the important thing is that this is a guy that made mistakes, right? And it was very clear that the defensive, uh, the uh, Denver Broncos game plan was to beat up on this guy. You know, they wanted yeah. to make him. What was that guy? Rogers. What was that horrible? Oh, Charlie yeah. something. Uh, Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that the, the Jets. Justin Rogers. Justin Rogers. So that's that's what their game plan was. They said we're gonna, you know, this rookie's not as good as everyone thinks he is. We're just gonna go after him, and they went after him Whoops. all game. And yeah, they they won a first, you know, the first few first few land uh, couple they, a couple of questionable they landed couple questionable uh, pass interference calls. Right, but by the end he picked it up. He started seeing routes. He started jumping routes. He started playing better, and. You know, one of the things we always talk about with a cornerback is that you have to have zero memory, right? You have to be a have amnesia when it comes to a bad play, and that's exactly what he did. He still played hard the next play. He was not tentative. He was not Stephon Gilmore when making a tackle. He would actually go in and wrap a person up and hit him. He was not afraid of contact. I mean, so, so maybe so Stephon I Gilmore wouldn't have made as many coverage errors that he that he did. I mean, oh, maybe he wouldn't? He would. No, maybe he would. he did on national TV oh, yeah, a sure couple did. weeks ago. He sure did. At least they got to, my people got to see at me least, play. Though. At least Tredavis White ran the guy down and punched the ball out and forced yes. the coach to make a challenge. Yeah, that never Stephon Gilmore would have sat and been like, "Oh, why didn't you go?" At? He would yeah, have thrown his, his hands arms up. at everybody else. Absolutely. So, and so let us not forget too that uh, Saunders and Thomas are arguably one of the top two or three wide yeah. receiving duos in the and league. And they made some great. And, and they're gonna make plays. And they made some yeah. great plays. Tredavis White, um, Trevor Simeon yeah. was throwing balls to receivers who were not open. Something that Tyrod Taylor can't bring himself to do. But 50-50 balls. And 50% of the time, Jeff, as we said, their receivers made a play. I can't begin to describe how much I've enjoyed this Gaines-White duo more than the Gilmore-Darby duo. And I, I just I, I want to use this as an opportunity to rub this in the face of people like Sujit, who... What the fuck? Yeah, you baby. Four weeks ago. Oh, we're just going to go with, with EJ Gaines and Tredavis White. Who are these guys? Completely unproven. Who's this secondary? Nobody. Who's Jordan Poyer? 
Yeah, baby. Trust the process. I'm a little worried about EJ trust Gaines. The, trust um, the process. Yeah, you can't say healthy. stay healthy. But I'm when just, he's on that you're field, you're only as good as you are available. <laughs> he's making plays. Next man. No, no. Up. Hey, dude, listen. I'm EJ Gaines and Javis White have been. I, great. My whole thing with this entire Sean McDermott situation is I'm just not going to buy in until they show me the baby. Right? How's I, it I looking? Just, is it, it crowning? Damn good. Is it crowning yet? I, mean, I, could, I think we're crowning. Just baby. had some well, kids. Dilated. I, you guys had dilated. some kids, and now you all know some new words. just like I learned some words like dilated. You're so disgusting. A lot of new fathers here. Yeah. Get some toasting up in there. <laughs> Stop it! Just okay. Um, so uh, you know, I'm yes, uh, of course I'm thrilled. Of course we're thrilled, right? I mean, but two and one, two number and one. one in the AFC East. Got to keep it going. Got to keep it going. Um, well, I don't know what we're gonna do. We don't have any special segments. We'll figure something out here during the break. But until then, we can still do tackle. What a great, what a great win! Twenty six to sixteen over the Denver Broncos. Go Bills! Yeah. Don't erase none of that good shit in the beginning. Yeah. Big takeaway for me today of this game, I got to stop betting on the Buffalo Bills. I also should never, ever bet on the Cleveland Browns again, uh, but I did so with ease and with efficiency using mybookie.ag. Yeah, it was a good time. I, I, I still have a lot of games that are still cooking, and you know what that means? I'm actually going to be interested in the games that come on after the Bills game. Normally I don't care, but I'm going to care this, this week. Let me also say, uh, I love that we, we share our uh, primary sponsor with the Bill Simmons podcast. Of course we do. As that's, well as national TV. That's that's mybookie.ag. Yeah, they, we're big time, baby. Um, I was over three today. I picked the Bills to get the under. The under was 41 points. There was a total of 42 points scored in today's game, so shame on me. But I will say, I, I, I have to stop betting on the Bills because when it comes to that, it was like when it became clear we were going to win or that we were looking like we were going to win, I was actually more concerned about the under bet and that's that's not a good place to be but i made the mistake of betting on the browns to beat the colts that was a bad choice and then cassie she took the jets to cover the spread i took the dolphins to cover the spread boy no i don't think anybody was expecting the what well, should have been 20 to nothing jets victory but the dolphins got the, the last second touchdown yeah we had a lot of opposing bets i took atlanta to cover the spread and she took uh did detroit you, did you get that i did get that did they cover? after that very controversial call oh, yeah. right so so i got i got kc to cover at negative three yeah and, me I, too. and i've got oakland to cover i think today but uh, hey it's easy and if you use the promo code B and B, you get a hundred percent deposit match, and it makes Sunday watch it a little more fun. I will say though that moving forward, I'm not betting on the Bills anymore because I I can't be more concerned about my bet than I am on the team's outcome. So interesting thing about betting on the Bills. So today I bet against the Bills initially, and I looked. You know, you get to that confirmation screen where is this what you want? Oh, wow. And is this what you want? We're still doing the Jenny Cremail bummer <laughs> of today's game. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But no, my my rationale is that either the Bills win and I'm happy, or I make some money. Uh, but when yeah, I look, it's a hedge. The yeah, return, the return for the Bills losing or Denver winning or Denver covering the spread was the least of all of the bets that I was making. Like everything else, it was a five dollar bet. I followed your path of yeah. micro bets today, uh, but everything else was paying out like you know four and a half dollars or you know four fifty, four sixty. The Bills was only like three eighty five, and oh, I was yeah. like, this is a sign. Does that like even if they lose, you're not going to be happy because you're not no. going to get that much. Three eighty five, no. So that's a sign. So that's when I deleted that bet. So head on over to my bookie. Some of the fastest payouts in the business. Use that promo code B and B. Mybookie.ag. You play, you bet, 
You win. Promo code B&B. So that sound means it's time for Tacos Calientes. It's Tacos Calientes. Arriba. I want some taquitos. And uh, Tacos Calientes, of course, brought to you by Pocky Chips, makers of the hottest chips on the planet. Take the hashtag one chip challenge. Jeff, you were actually on set with Greg Olson this past week, taking the one chip challenge. I'd love to hear more about that in a second. Uh, but this is where uh, Jeff Day generally gives his tacos calientes which we all know is tex-mex for hot takes but since jeff is live in studio we all got a tacos caliente today jeff i want you to get us going though tacos caliente by the way that was my first time seeing the um the uh the sound effects in person and i and i really enjoyed it <laughs> sujit and cassie tremendous job welcome. we've been practicing yeah uh, yes, and I have to say, uh, both Travis Kelsey and Greg Olson, Pro Bowl tight ends, have recently taken the Pocky one. Did you? Are you? The fact that they're both tight ends is that just a coincidence? We were we're working on a. They're going to need a tight end yeah. after they eat that that's, chip. That's a, kind of what I was getting at. Okay. Didn't didn't think of that, but now I like it. So the, use that? for those who haven't done the one chip challenge, take it for somebody who has. It's an awful experience. Um, but in, in, <laughs> it's like uh, my company transition uh, transition. Uh, Tacos Calientes for day. This is a player that we did not talk about in our MVPs or our LVPs, but we have to talk about because he had one of the most compelling, entertaining, and intriguing bookend drives you've, you've ever seen, which is our friend, number 35, Mike Tolbert. <laughs> oh, Tolbert. In, in the third quarter, I believe it was, Cassie, correct me if I'm wrong. Started, no, no, no. Yeah, it was first half, right? Started the drive by calling for a fair catch on a kickoff on the kickoff at the 10 yard line on the sideline by the way that thing would have creamed out of bounds we would have gotten at the 45 and where he had 10 yards where he could still make it upfield without anyone being near him and he then ran he ran with it like he didn't do it yeah he ran thankfully which there drew was a penalty a, yeah thankfully there was an unsportsmanlike so we started at the 26 and then he completed the drive by what would thankfully was never reviewed which was the oh god yeah his which fumble. was the second and goal Pass to Tolbert, wide open, the self-induced fumble at the goal line, which would have, which went out of the end zone and would have been a touchback um, for the Broncos and resulted in us not getting seven points. Uh, um, so I mean, I, it was so just like, that's how that's how old Bills would have lost this game. Yeah, yeah. So I do love. I think we all love ourselves and Mike Tolbert, the new Booby Dixon, if you will. Um, <laughs> but, the actual uh, talented Booby Dixon. But, but he's not nearly as entertaining. But. Not nearly as entertaining. But the, but between calling for the fair catch on the ten and then fumbling the ball through the end zone, thank God it was not reviewed. Those Mike Tolbert. It's not an LVP. Things. Maybe it's an EVP. Entertaining, entertaining player of the game. Uh, maybe that's what it is. But I have to I have to give him as my tacos calientes for today's game. Suge, you got a tacos calientes for us? Discipline. That's what that's what I'm going with. That my my overall arcing is that this is a disciplined team, which okay. I know is the process. I know it's Sean McDermott, and you know who's not getting enough credit is probably Leslie Fl Frazier, because Ooh, yeah, that's true. You know, this guy is the one that actually has to execute the game plan. You know, it's nice to have the the the, the spirit in the locker room. Um, and the other thing is that actually, you know what? I'm going to change mine a little bit. Oh, and uh, talk about family a little bit. The Pegolas. So. I think that, like Ooh. you, yeah, like I, I, we, we, I just stopped correcting him three years ago, but yeah, Pagula. There you go. Whatever, I don't care. The Pegula. Um, so uh, the one thing that I will say is that you know their statement was different from un other NFL. Oh, owners. it sure was. You know, they didn't say they talked about their team a lot. 
They, they also called out the president by name. Oh yeah, no, 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 and and other 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 teams have done that. Uh, in fact, um, surprisingly, Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft had a very I, I strong liked his statement, statement against too. the. Uh, I agree. The, I retweeted it from the Bills. But you know, we're not here to say whether it's right or wrong. That's not our job. That's the job of the rest of the American public. But what I liked is that the Bills came together not to say, "Hey, you know what? We don't like the president's statement." They came together to say, "Let's talk. Let's let let's have a conversation and let's be accepting of each other, no matter what our thoughts are." You know, there was the situation. You know, we saw at the Steelers game because they were playing the Bears. That the whole Steelers org, uh, group stayed in the locker room, and then that one player came out, and so there was like definitely a fracture. Oh, I didn't, see, I didn't see that. And so you know, with us, it was that look, Ooh. no matter what happens, we're all going to be supportive of each other. That's our job. We are a family. And, and the one thing on that, cause and you see that happening when they're playing, they're playing for each other. They're, I mean, do you see how excited they are when they get a pick, like, or when they get a sack, like offensive player, defensive players? They're all a family. The bat blue MVP of today's game, Sean McDermott. All right, there's a togetherness on this team. It's very obvious to see, and it's fun. To, actually, it's very just very fun. And to just see. What has not been there in years. Yeah, it's been fun. Can, I, I've actually got a hot take. Go for you, it. No, you don't. No, you don't. Oh. No, you, you have don't. a tacos caliente. That's what you have. <laughs> um, the refs. So it was a very interesting game, and I feel like for once we were on the other side of the ball. My brother texted me. He's like, this is what New England feels like. Oh, yeah. Like when they get a play overturned, when like Vaughn Miller gets a 15-yard like unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Which may have cost them the game, yeah, by the game way. Game-changing oh, yeah. play. Yeah. Where he's kind of like joking around, and I was like, holy cow, this is what it feels like. And it, yeah. it, it's an unbelievable, you're like heart grows bigger. It's like the Grinch when he has no heart and then it grows and it just grows. It's like one of those moments. That was beautiful. I like it. Or when uh, a receiver in the end zone lets has a ball bounce off his hands and it falls into the hands of another Bills receiver. Like what in I, what we, world does that I happen? I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to address it out loud. But yeah, that play in particular, it's like, wow, that's not. That's like the opposite of what normally happens to the Bills. That's some weird karma that we're not. Right. That usually that's in the hand of useful. like yeah, some former Bills player that's playing for the other team now. And getting back to family, I think it's because we had our family here today. We did have our. We family. had all five oh, members of the Bills in their school, and and Hank. Hank had his first. This segment brought to you by Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> My taco caliente okay. is Rex Ryan. Okay. Please. Okay. That's. Shall I continue? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, I, thus far, you've given us nothing. So here's the deal: is every time I see one of those uh, um, NFL countdown, Sunday NFL countdown, or ESPN countdown promos, I'm just like, God, I fucking hate you, Rex. Like, get off the screen in between two Rexes. I don't want to see you anymore. I'm seriously just just tired of seeing your face. But then I see a team like this play together, like as everyone's saying, addition by subtraction. And I'm so happy that I get to see him on NFL Countdown and not on our sideline. So my Tacos Calientes to round out things today, it comes down to one very, very specific play. And it's the lone touchdown that the Denver Broncos scored today. And you know why they scored that touchdown? And I'm only doing this because we're trying to make right in the universe. We, there's, for every yin, there's got to be a yang. Kyle Williams fell over. Yeah. Kyle Williams fell down and opened up a gap and it allowed Jamal Charles to run through. Kyle Williams has been my man. He will always be my man. It's an unrequited relationship since he doesn't even know my name. 
But today he kind of cost us six points. So my tacos calientes today is, Kyle, get your fucking act together. Can I have one more tacos caliente and <laughs> that it's hot as balls in the bar right now? Yeah, speaking of tacos calientes. Oh, my goodness. It is. It's calientes as hell yeah, up the in bar here. is calientes. All right. Well, that means we only have uh, time for one more segment. It's the wild card. So let's, let's get right into it. the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card! And this is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills, but we do so drinking beer today. I shifted over to the Founders Mosaic Promise. It's a nice little uh, mosaic IPA out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. All about the mosaic. Funky, herbal, pugnant, spicy, grapefruit peel. Very flavorful. Very drinkable delicious do ingreed indeed do ingreed indeed the what is happening to you <laughs> right now hey everybody i'm lars and i just had a stroke it was the <laughs> waitress's uh favorite thing on tap big fan of this waitress big fan of this beer the uh mosaic promise jeff what are you drinking today uh per cassie's recommendation the five rabbit five rabbit uh i love the name i also share a common love of Lighter beers with wow. Cassie, That's cultures a, and yeah, sessions, for and, you. and lack of IPAs, and I am not afraid to admit it. And so I took Cassie's recommendation, and it's delightfully delicious, and I loved, really enjoyed it. You're an embarrassment. Bill, coming over to you now. Uh, as I texted you yesterday, inventory for Door Day 2 has begun. You brought me a bag full of Moon Man and, and Spotted Cow, and in Ooh. my fridge right now I have 550 game time, so we've touched all the bases of Bill and Lars-centric beer, but what were you drinking today? I'm drinking whatever you're serving. Okay. Suge, coming to you now. See, this is the shit we have to deal with on a regular basis, <laughs> and normally we just have to call in, okay? But now you have to sit next to me. I'm going to slap you two weeks Yo, in a bro, row. Bro, what time did you I'm show up playing. today? I'm just playing. <laughs> All right. So uh, I went to local, and I went three Floyds. Uh, and I ordered. Do you, wait, you don't have to actually read the description of zombie. Dust, no, no, no. I was you? trying okay. to remember what it was okay. all about because I like it. But so it was. Uh, I ordered the three Floyd's gumball head, and yep. they said, "Oh, we're out." And I was like, "Well, crap! I don't want anything else." And they said it got replaced with zombie dust, and I was like, "Well, that's well, just that's so just much fine. better." Yeah. So it's a great American IPA, um, or sorry, American pale ale. Um, I, I do like the. Uh, I do like the description of it. That's why I wanted Go to read for it. it. This intensely hopped and gushing undead pale ale will be the o- o- will be only one's only respite. You had a stroke. Two okay. strokes today. All right. Um, after the zombie apocalypse, created with our friends in the comic industry. It's a good. It's a good beer. It's a good beer. Yeah. Cass. So uh, you guys can all thank me because I did not drink beer during the first half. And then coming into the second half. Thank you. I didn't drink beer the yeah. entire game. But coming into the second half, uh, and then we we went three and out to start oh, the second okay, half. Okay, and I was okay, like, yeah, okay. okay, I got to drink a beer. And so I had two Labatt Blues and then the Five Rabbit. But it was a it's very. Like, and a fifth of whiskey. <laughs> oh, stroke number yeah, three. Stroke three. There it is. Uh, we uh, mentioned before, have used the hashtag BNBSM. You're entered to be the social media listener of the week. The prize this year for being the Buffalo Bills and Beers social media listener of the week is I will send you $5. I'm, I'm going to come I'm, up with I will, uh, We sent it to Jillian last week. She bought her Labatt Blue uh, on, on the house from the Bills and Beers crew. She sent us a picture. Love it. 
Hey, can we ask Jillian where she watched the game? I want to know if it's McFadden. There's a uh, yeah, Jillian, so send us a note. Let us know. Uh, so today we're gonna, it's going to be a little exercise in logistics. The social media listener of the week who used the hashtag BNBSM is at noidea5. What? How would you say this name? Gelb Clan? Gelb Clan? Gelb? Gelb? Gelb Clan, who uh, tweets at us from London, UK, wants to know if... Uh, we have so many if that UK we listeners. Do. What is it, happening? He wants to know if that $5 can be converted to pounds. I don't know. So we're going to find out. I don't know. Is, is PayPal international? If I send you $5 via PayPal across the seas, yeah. uh, will, will it go through the exchange rate? I'm getting the thumbs up from the lovely... Uh, Jay Hutton. It, it will go through. He'll actually get like three dollars and seventy-two cents. Well, Leave it to Cassie to know the well, international that, exchange. Put that the towards an, It's an eight ouncer if you can. There, Gelb, or however you say your name. But thanks for tuning in. Anybody else using that hashtag BNBSM? There's five dollars on the line, and this is the Bills and Beers crew. So that five dollars is sent to you with the expectation that it goes towards a beer. While watching the Bills game. While watching the Bills game. This is the wild card portion of today's episode. I'm going to turn it over to Sujit now to explain this convoluted idea we have for today. Suj, take it away. It's a mess. It's one thing I've been thinking about for a couple of weeks, though. Um, you know, a lot of times you're in an email conversation and we're talking on social media and some asshole decides that they need to post their post in all caps because they really want to say how important it is. And I was thinking, I was like, you know what? How lazy are you that you can't either hold down the shift key, right? Just, why do we even need the caps lock button, right? I mean, on phones, you don't use a damn caps lock, but you just double click the shift. We have clicking technology. I mean, you can like change the dimension of the world with your iPhone now, and yet we still have a button that you have to press in order to make the letters all capitals. It's ridiculous. So, you know, as I thought about the, the keyboard and how I would change it and how annoying it is and 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 how much useless real estate is on the keyboard. Like, think there's of all the good things that you could do with that caps lock space. Second of all, it's a double key. But there's some dumb it stuff It takes on two it. spaces. And so I was thinking, I was like, you know, there's a lot of Bills players that are probably like keys on the keyboard. Some of them are absolutely critical. Some of them are completely useless. And some of them you just have no idea what they're for. Um, and so... I, what I was going to suggest is that compare a Bills player to a keyboard, a key on the keyboard, or if you could pick your a key, a, get a new key on the keyboard with that caps lock space, right, where you press that key and something happened, Bills related, what would happen? Well, that's locks. that's a lot to unpack. I'm so I'm going I'm to go first. As ho hopefully we can. I got a lot of Give some clarity. I'm going to choose Charles Clay. And I'm going to liken him to two keys on the keyboard. One is the... Um, <laughs> so we are still doing two. Yep. <laughs> Actually, it's three keys. Excellent. All, right. All better. So one is... And, and two of them are the shift variety. Okay. So one is shift six. Now, anybody close their eyes and tell me what happens when you hit shift six. Of course you don't know because you never do it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the carrot. It's the thing that you would put in to like maybe do an auto fill for like an X and like to for a superscript button. Shift six is the arrow pointing up. Who uses that? Nobody ever. Likewise, shift backspace is the vertical bar. All the vertical bar is is a stylistic. It's not a punctuation mark. It's just a stylistic mark that you can put into a document, and it's very rarely used. Why does it get its own shift key? And then likewise, why? is the question mark a shift key. It's a very often used 
piece of punctuation. It should be its own key. You should not have to hit shift to hit question mark. So these three things in mind, what do they have to do with Charles Clay? What are you doing here? Why are we paying all this money for you? We are not using your talents at all. We should have traded you, cut you, done anything, but we don't have a quarterback right now who has any clue how to use you. I'm not sure why you're here. I'm not sure why the carrot key has its own <laughs> shift six. I'm not sure why the vertical bar does with the the backslash, by the way. Who here knows when the, actually the backslash and the forward, forward slash. slash yeah. yeah, I don't, who, and I then, know, and then question mark oh, as, as a shift yeah. button. No, the forward no. slash is useless. I mean, in the days of the internet, the forward, right? The forward, that, that's a better point there. The forward slash is useless. So why is the question mark above the, 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 forward the slash. shift version of the forward slash? Like you're going to use the forward that. slash more no. often. Don't question no mark is a very often used piece of punctuation. Forward slash, unless you're a programmer, you're not using that shit. The backslash, okay, you, you do use that. But the, the vertical bar, not a piece of punctuation. Very few people it's use it. exclusively used to make like emojis or like whatever the little keyboard faces. In 2017, more or less. Jeff, coming to you now. Yeah, I, I love this. Wow, we really unleashed Lars to give us thoughts on <laughs> this. Also, I feel like is appropriate. Do you want to talk about fonts coming on the heels of Bill Gates apolo publicly apologizing for the Control Alt Delete? I don't know if you guys did. He really no. Wait, yeah, he go finally, on. He finally came out and sort of recognized and apologized for making it incredibly difficult to log into your own computer. Right, like it shouldn't it, take a three key. Yeah, it's command. a three key command to log in, and he finally said, "Yeah, we should have done something different about that." Yeah, or like like shift six, anything under <laughs> than the carrot would have been sufficient. Anyway, my uh, my key, I'm gonna pick one that I would add. Okay. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna add a narration button, and I'm gonna choose Leslie Frazier. Oh, because okay. I don't know how many of you have ever watched any of the interviews with Leslie Frazier, but he has a Morgan Freeman-esque voice. Ooh. He has a delightful voice, beautiful voice. And so if I would add a character, I would add a narration character where Leslie Frazier can narrate or whatever, whatever I type email into the computer. All right. Shift okay. six. Leslie, read that back to me. Okay, so that's it. That's what I would add. Love it. So I'm going to go with... We don't know who he is. Number forty-four, right? <laughs> number forty-four know. won the we, game. We've for had us. hours to look him up today. Right. But I have no. I mean, I have that, no intention none of us. We to. probably could have done it in about five seconds, but none of us chose to. Um, and just like none of you ever choose to remember, and just how to give context, to make, hold on. Forty-four was the guy who made the the tackle oh, yeah. on the fake punt. Right. Yeah. I mean, basically, that was the the, the changing point of the game. Um, and you know, no one knows him. No one knows how to do it. No one knows how to make the superscript. On your, but when you need a superscript, your ass has to go and look it up to find oh, on a Mac. Special how do symbols. You, it's like Control Shift Plus sign or something. And when you need a superscript, especially my God, man, if you're doing like scientific stuff, and, and you're location. always using some superscript. <laughs> you know, or like mathematic stuff. You need an expo ex exponent. I said exponent. Can I get credit for that? Can I get exponent? No. All right. Bill thinks right. that's a gaming system. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that is my comparison. Number 44, whoever you are, you are my superscript. I have no idea where you came from, how to make you come back. <laughs> I don't even know if you're on the team. But when I need you, man, you were critical. Chances are there is absolutely a keyboard command that will put things in superscript, but I'll be damned if I knew it either. Right. That's where I'm going with. Cass, coming to you now. So Bill's going to go last in everything today. I kind of find that funny. Um, so I do a lot of uh, work in Keynote. Jeff, you may not know about this because it's on a Mac. <laughs> Apparently, you only work on a PC. Um, but I do a lot of work in Keynote, similar to PowerPoint for all you people out there that are on PCs. Uh, yes. 
And um, <clears throat> when you're doing work in keynote and blah, 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 you got to move around. And all of a sudden you have to go down and use your arrow keys. But like sometimes I always just forget, like, where's my arrow? Am I moving left? Am I moving right? Am I up and down? And I feel like when I'm doing that, it's like Tyrod Taylor. It's like, oh, is he going up? Is he going down? Is he, what, where is he? Who is he? The first, you know, your first reaction to him is not always the right reaction. Um, and you kind of need to like, okay, I got to go to the right, left. You got to kind of figure it out. So I feel like Tyrod Taylor is my usage of the arrow keys when I'm, uh, when I'm putting together a big presentation. I am so excited to hear what Bill has in store. Bill? So the key that I would add is what one might refer to as ellipses. Oh, yeah. Good. That's great. What is it? And ellipses, ellipses is often used nowadays. It's often used. You really enjoy using it. Dot, dot, dot. And, Ooh. frankly, next week, not sure what we're going to get. Let's build some suspense. We might have something in our future here. Dot, dot. Dot. Wow, Bill! Wow, Bill coming through Just there. Save the okay. best for last. My goodness. On that note, predictions for next week. We're going to Atlanta. They're in their new house. They are looking hot. I'm saying Atlanta. Are they the first team to break 20 on these Buffalo Bills? No, yes. absolutely <laughs> not. No. Okay. Uh, I say yes. I say it's going to be Atlanta 24, Buffalo 10. I also think I have to unfortunately predict a, a, a similar loss. I think I think Atlanta 23, Buffalo 17. Ooh. I'm going loss as well because I have a feeling we're a home dog team, not an away team. 27-10, Atlanta. It's a trap game for Atlanta. Bills 24, Atlanta 21. Wow. I am also going with a win. Um, I think that this team just finally figured out how to beat a good team. And I think that um, Atlanta barely beat Detroit today. They, in fact, Detroit's, or no, no, no. Detroit's good. In fact, Detroit did beat Atlanta. It was just a horrible call. All right? That's, that's no. ultimately what it comes down to. Um, and so uh, Detroit's okay. Yeah, fine. But, you know, they squeaked by the Chicago. Now Chicago played well today, right? But still, we're at that level, right? If anyone compared the Bills to the Bears, you would say that we're not that far off, right? And they squeaked by. So I think that the Bills... I, and I do think that the Bills' defense is way better than the Bears' defense. So I think that uh, we can pull off a win here. I think it's going to be the, a similar score today. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to agree with Cassie and say we are going to score a little bit more, uh, 27, because we're not going against the Carolina Panthers or wow. the. We're going to score 27 more. points, and they're going to score 17. We're going to win by 10. Wow. Use that hashtag BNBSM and enter yourself to win $5 towards a beer in next week's contest. Head on over to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code B&B. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Search for Bills and Beers. And find us on iTunes. Subscribe there if you haven't already. It's been a blast having the full gang here today. Family. Uh, you might be listening to this on iTunes. Remember, you can also hear us streaming uh, live on 920WON, the Apple. New York's biggest Buffalo Bills radio station. I won. And that's what you say after you play on my bookie. 920. You say, I won. I won. I'm losing. I lost at least three of my five bets today, so I'm not making any money this week, but I'm still going back to mybookie.ag. It's been a blast having everybody here. We are uh, victors until next week, and until next week, we are still number one in the AFC East, so Woo. until then. Sure did beat the Broncos today. Go Bills. Go Bills, baby. Woo. The Bills make me want to shout